Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, my name is Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Mano and Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us. If you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member, one of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that are absolutely the favourite fans of Ross Wilson ever, and we were only kidding on two weeks ago when we called him out for fucking everything. He knows we were only joking and in jest, and we're all his number one fans. All aboard the Ross Wilson team with me tonight, Chris, how are you doing, Chris? Very good, Colin, thank you, yourself? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Um... Just the two, isn't it? I mean, uh, what have you done? You made your debut last week, there was five years, and now can I get a third person for loving my money? <laughs> Aye, I think it's the pressure. That's it. Aye, new debutants came in, you've wiped the fire with them, and nobody wants to. Nobody wants to try and lace your boots, which is fair enough. So, as usual, we're live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. 
get your comments, um, questions in. We've got a rough agenda. We'll try and talk about because finally there's some fucking signings we can talk about. But and use what I asked or add or even calls out for talking nonsense. Get it in the comments, folks. So Chris. We teased uh, we teased it last week. Um, last week's episode was called "We're Near to a Signing" or something along those lines. And nine hours after it went out, um, we signed somebody. So Typical since we last spoke, there's been three signings. Um, let's kick off with the most recent, Rabi Matondo. So, what's your thoughts on him? It's a good signing. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I've watched him for years and I've wanted to sign him for years. Do you know what I mean? But looking at his stats and you know, it's like the, the the YouTube video that we fell for many a time, but he does look a decent player, you know. Played in Germany. He's a winger. He's fast. That's what we've been crying out for, a right winger. I know. Every, every signing's a gamble, we know that. Um, I think we've been stunned with it many times before, but if you look at his pedigree, um, came through the Man City Academy. Um, he's already capped for Wales. Signed for Schalke for... Signed, Schalke signed him for eleven million pounds. Sorry, um, there's every argument there that somebody's been bumped out of money. <laughs> they signed him for eleven million pounds, and two we've signed him for two million pounds. But I mean, for a young guy, he's only twenty year old. There's a lot of potential there. Absolutely, and the fact that he's playing international football as well, albeit if it's Wales, do you know what I mean? Wales are a country that's punched above the weight for years now, so there's something in the boy. I'm just excited to see him go. And the fact he's got pace as well, you know. Just hope he's got pace to control the ball with his feet with. And there was one thing having pace. I mean, Sakala for um <laughs> for as much as he's a lovable wee guy, he's got pace to burn, but I think he's um he's finishing and his finesse has a lot to be desired for. Definitely. It reminds me of a wee bit of Novo sometimes in front of goal. You think he's never met a football before? And other times in front of goal, he has a beautiful finish, like we've seen what he done at Celtic Park. I know. Um, and I, it's funny, I know I'm moving away from Matondo, but I've said that a few times about Sakala, how he's gone into natural Novo territory where he, he can change games when he comes on as a sub. Um, and he's a proper impact player, and I don't know if he just rises to the occasion off the bench. Then you think, right, give him a chance to start, and he's just no... He's just not a great starter, is he? But Novo was like that under Walter Smith. Definitely. Um, well, Novo's first season, he was outstanding. And he kind of fell off a wee bit after that. But with Sakala, there's glimpses there, do you know what I mean? There, then there's other glimpses where you're like, oh, this boy's not going to make it. He's got the right attitude. Do you know what I mean? As you said, he's a lovable guy. <laughs> Seems to take it really well. And But it's a big season for him. Don't know if obviously signing another winger, then we've got a striker coming in if you might be pushed further down the pecking line, or it might mm-hmm. make him step it up a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? I think I he's, he's finishing sometimes, he just, he's too much in a rush and he just wants to build it as fast as he, as hard as he can and you see it go out the park. But with Roy McKay there, I think he's a, he's a good man to have to coach him, with, maybe get out of their bad habits. Definitely. So we'll talk about. Um... Who, who his competition is now. So back to Matondo. I think everybody, I've no heard any Rangers fan that have said the right wing is one of the priorities for the the summer. Um, I think Matondo has signed to fill that position. I don't think he's signed as a squad player. I think he's very much in the view that he's grown in there to be the 
the opposite of Kent on the other side and do what Kent does. Absolutely. And you know, how many games last season, especially in Europe, were people starting to double up in Kent as well? Do you know what I mean? And we were relying too much on it and it takes a wee bit of pressure off Kent. And also at the same time as well, Kent can be quite guilty of being quite poor in front of goal, so maybe Kent might step up a wee bit. Might, might give him a wee kick up the backside. I know his position's not under threat, but can I mean man status, if you get me? Kent might think, wait a minute here. Aye, so Matondo, he was playing in the left for, um, it's, it's a Liege Bruges or something, uh, whatever, it's circular Liege Bruges. Aye, I don't know. I'm no. I'm not really interested in Belgian football unless Rangers draw them in Europe. Um, so he played in the left, but he has played in the right as well. So I think you're right. It's. Um, I think if if a new signing can come in and improve the first eleven, but also improve the players around them by adding competition, then that's exactly what you want. Definitely. Looking at his league stats, I think he scored something like nine goals last season just in the league, and I know it's no. Great, but no, like, standing, sorry, but it's still quite, we need more goals chipped in around the team, you know what I mean? And I think if he gets the ground running and he does well, then he could make a, make a good career out of the Rangers, you know? It'd be a big move for him too, but you don't want to put too much pressure on him as well. How many times have we fell for it where we're like, right, this boy's coming in and it's just no what? I know that's. Um, I think we've all spoken about it time and time again. We're we're setting our ways as I support the Rangers and the way way of expectation that goes with the jersey is a bit, no, a bit is much higher than most other clubs. And I think that is something that you probably have to get used to very quickly because we are not going to change. Um, one or two of us might try and adjust, but fifty thousand only got to change overnight. Oh no, you know what it's like at Ibrox. I've seen a couple of missed classes away from the crowd being right in your back. But at the same time as well, you look at last season and how much Ibrox carried us, you know. And you look at the European run, I think we only won one game in the whole of Europe away from home, so it was a home record that helped us. But um, I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see the three of them play, to be honest. Um, Tom Lawrence as well, and obviously... I know we've seen brief bit of Cholak. Sorry, how do you spell it? I can't pronounce his name. Kolach. Kolach, sorry. David Borg gave me a lecture. Antonio Kolach. I'm turning it to my granddad, but I'll just refer to him as the Croatian from the, from the main Croatian. I know I've got three. Um, but I'm excited, you know what I mean? And it seems like we're doing business finally. And they're coming for. Once played for Croatia, two of them have played for played for Wales, so we've got international players coming in. Just last one on Rabbi Matondo before we take a couple of questions for the comments coming in. One thing that's been labelled as a concern, um, and I don't know how people can be concerned before you even see the boy play, but mm-hmm. is he the right type of signing for? playing against a packed Motherwell defence. I think everybody's confident with his pedigree and where he's been playing. He's going to be he's going to be an impact in Europe, but is he the right type of player to go into, you know, 10 men behind the ball? Well, it's already having pace, but if you've nowhere to run into, does that counteract it? It's a hard one, isn't it? But um, you can't just prepare for just for the games, you know? They gave you look at Sakala. He was he was a machine against Motherwell. He's got he scored something like is it five goals he scored against him last season? You know, aye. 
Um, uh, hopefully he's uh, hopefully he maybe finds his mother well at Parkhead or something. Um, that'd be no bad. We we seem really good at bulking players up as well. Like you look at the Polish boy, the right back, they're changing him just in six months or five months even. Do you know what I mean? He's going to learn. Might yeah. might he will head off straight away. Do you know what I mean? But he will learn and just need to get on with But that's the thing. So this boy's got time to learn now. He's not a Diallo. He doesn't have six months to get settled, impress and find run of form in the business end of the season. He's this boy is a young boy, but he's our young player and we can we can harness them now. Uh, we can get the best out of him. Calvin Bassey wasn't he anywhere near his the heights he's at the noon his first season. Nathan Parson, it was the second season he went through. Um so he's real time to make mistakes and learn for them. Well, you look at Bassey, he, that cup game against St Mirren in his first season, remember, he got took, I think he got taken off at half-time and a lot of people write him off that night. And he's turned into one of the most important players in the team. Mm-hmm. We obviously, we've got big games coming up the first, the first half of the season. We've got away to, obviously, Celtic, away to Aberdeen, away to Hearts, away to Hibs. We've got the Champions League qualifiers as well, do you know what I mean? So, we always we can be quite guilty of being short patient with it. So we, we want to hit the ground running because we've got these big games coming up, but so the only way he's going to learn is playing the big ones, isn't it? That's it. So just before we start taking some listener questions, um, a nice wee addition to the pod, 10 minutes in, David Tomlinson. How are you doing, David? Yeah, fine, thanks. If, if, if anybody's not Read up <laughs> on the on the on the pod. It's me at the moment, but uh, I'll I'll do my best and try and chat away and enjoy what I'm uh, what everybody's saying and doing and the questions that are coming. No, I, I don't actually blame you. That group chat can be wild sometimes. You ask one person a question, then another four having a separate conversation. So I don't blame you for missing messages. But um, just talk about the new signings and. We were just finishing and grabbing Matondo and about to take a, um, a viewer's question. So, Davey, I'm going to put you in the spot. Um, so, oh, what a brass neck. This is because I was adding you in. <laughs> I've lost the question. So, one of the listeners asked, um, is it wise to extend the young players' contracts only to loan them out? So I think we've got quite a few young players going out and loan. The likes of Kai Kennedy, Cole McKinnon, Lewis Mayo, um, and quite a few have been extending them. So is there value in extending the players' contracts when we are going to put them out and loan? For me, I think um, if the loan is with a view to getting them into the first team, then that is worthwhile. But if it's a view to getting them into the market, I'd rather be just moving them on early. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously, if 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 you're going to sell them now as a seventeen, eighteen year old uh, for what a hundred thousand, I'll say, I'll I'll think big, or you're going to play them for two years in in a loan basis and get maybe uh, half a million for them, it's obviously worth it while putting out and and loan. I think the, the the basis for loan will always be to try and get them as high as possible, to try and get them into the first team. That, that'll be the basis. I mean, I don't think Rangers uh, really keep players just to, to put them on the market. I think the players that we've kept, although they've either got a contract where, where we can't get them out of or uh, we're, we're looking to 
I mean, the boy that was at Partick Thistle last year, I, th- I think the big centre half. Lewis Mayo. Yeah, I, th- I think Rangers are still hoping that he'll push on and come through. Um, and it's set a centre half, certainly a position that's going to be come, coming open in the next uh, few years. So I think Rangers are really hoping that uh, that we'll get there. And there's there's a good few players that I think uh, that we're still hoping that they'll make the top and they'll get them in the first team. Although, as I say, a few will be because we just can't get them out of the contract. And as soon as their contract's up, they'll be they'll be moved on. Chris, what's your thoughts? Uh, Chit Sharp, one of the viewers, he's said that the Rangers B should be using them. And you know what? See, two years ago. I would have really liked the idea of as many players as possible going out and loan getting first team experience. But I think we're seeing the benefit of the B team competing in the Lowland League. The benefit is your Cole McKinnon, Alex Lowry, Charlie McCann, Adam Devine. They've all came through by playing in the B team. I agree. I agree. And um, obviously the B team being in that league has helped. But if you're thinking to yourself that players are maybe close to stepping up to the first team, I'd probably prefer to see them in the first division or well, the championship, as it's called now, or maybe even like St. Johnson or something because it's a tougher league. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a bit more of a challenge. Um, I'm happy with them going out and loan. The way I see it is the manager must have looked at them and said, well, there's a chance they can make it. This is them to prove it. Do you know what I mean? Because if they sell them just now, then you just think to yourself, oh, I don't know, worth it. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. With the, the chat with Mayo, uh, Lewis Mayo, there's been a few comments in about the centre-half situation, so we'll kind of dive back and forth to the back and forth between the questions and the news that's happened, but I think that's as good a time as any. Davey, um, I'm going to admit defeat. You and I have um, we've, we've, we've had valiant battles over the last year about Philip Hillander. I'm starting to concede that he might not be the long-term answer at centre-half. It pains me to say that. I absolutely love the guy. But it just looks as if he's not going to be able to... His body can't hold up to the demands of professional football. And it looks like it's a lot of niggling of small injuries, which it's probably going to be more troublesome than a long-term injury mm-hmm. just because it's one thing after another. Do we need to look for a centre-half in this window? Oh. Well, first of all, answer the, the the Hellander one, but it seems that it's not only with Rangers that he had these problems, but it was at Bologna he was at the before he came. Um, seemingly had a lot, he hardly played again a lot of games there as well. So his whole career's really been playing less than 20, 20 maybe 20 times per, per season. Uh, no, Rangers, I don't even think he hits 20 per season, does he? If, no. if, if we count them up. So, I mean... Do we need a centre half? Well, I think we've got to. I think things will depend. Are we interested in keeping Cartage? Um, I love Cartage as a defender. I, I, I really think he was the best defender uh, in, at the start against uh, Sunderland at the weekend. Although you can see that he's not great on the ball when he gets it. He, he kept looking at Connor Golson, and I will agree to that. I mean, I, I, I put on the, the app. Uh, I, I put on that I thought Cattage was man of the match, and I really do think that because he was great at defending, and Rangers were defending most of the time because the midfield was all non-existent, and that's a thing we've got to look at as well. I mean, a lot of people were saying, yeah, but you could see he was horrible on the ball uh, against Sunderland, but 
I don't really think he had anybody to pass to in the midfield. The the Sunderland played with two sitting midfielders, and I think they they were against Davis and uh, Lundstrom. They, they they weren't getting a chance. They weren't getting the ball. Every time they were getting near the ball, there were there was people there was Sunderland players barging down on them. So I, I don't know whether you can blame Cattage for that or. Uh, but I mean, obviously in the past he's 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 proved that he's not great on the ball. Then you've got um, the young boy King. Uh, well, somebody's but, actually just said that he should be he should be ready for at least a dozen go- games next year, and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, well, I definitely, I definitely think he's ready for game. I mean, he's already started in a few games. Well, I don't know if he started, but he's certainly come on in a few games. So I mean, he, he should be getting up there and getting near there. And certainly as uh, the third or fourth. So I, I don't really know, don't really think that we really need to spend a lot of money bringing in a centre-half, I really think. But as I say, it depends what we, we're going to do with Cattage. Obviously, if Cattage goes as well, then I think we really do. I mean, we're not going to put any hope in Simpson, are we, really? I mean, I think that's a, 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 a dead duck, that one. Um no, I, I, I think it depends on what, what happens with Cartage. If Cartage, if he wants to keep Cartage, then I don't think we'll go into the market. If he keeps Cartage, then I think we probably will need to go into the market. What's your thoughts, Chris? Um, the obvious answer right now is John Souter um, has been signed. And I, I think Souter has impressed me with Hearts last year. But the caveat to that is he's, he's got a bit of Hollander about him where you know, he likes doesn't like anything that's unfair to say he's prone to an injury or so. Definitely. Um, what I've seen of Suter, especially in the cup final, I thought he was Hart's best player. Watched him in the Scotland-Denmark game where he actually scored as well that game and I thought he was brilliant that night as well. He's a really good player, but like you said, I don't know if he can be trusted. I think now with the, the news about Haaland, they're going to see a specialist. It's, nothing's good going to come from that. I personally think we need to prepare for life without Haaland now whether he's moved on, whether he, he might need to retire or whether he spends a long time in the treatment room. Um, with Suter, I'd love Suter just to come in and be it, but I get the fear that he's going to miss parts of the season as well. i seen a stat that Hollander, eh, sorry, Goldson, sorry, last season played more games than Hollander has in three years since he's been at Rangers in one season. Goldson played more games, so that's kind of shows you what we were up against with Hollander. Um so uh, we'd love him to stay. We'd love him to stay fit, but Willie, I, I don't know. Can I, back- sorry, can I just clarify that I was just taking for granted that Suter and Goldson would be the would be the main pair, mm-hmm. and, and Cattage would be the third choice. Then if Bassey was to move as well, was Bassey was great cover at centre back, especially in the European ones? Then I think our centre back's priority. No, centre back is high on the list. So let's just, um, while we're here, we'll talk about Calvin Bassey. So um, Fabrizio Romano, um, our favourite our source of information in this pod, is thought about um, Lissandro Martinez is poised to move to Man U for Ajax for £47 million and Ajax are eyeing up Calvin Bassey as his replacement. So Chris... I actually get £47 million in transfers. I feel expecting £46.5 million of that money to go to Rangers for Bassey. Mate, just £40 million and you can pocket seven, you know. That's a fair deal. 
that I've seen quoted twenty five million euros, which would roughly be about twenty one million. Now my my conversion rate's not great, but um, that's what I've seen quoted. Um, it'll be a big loss. So I think the the big question is if he's going to go, and it looks it looks really likely, and. I think this is, as much as I love the guy, Chris, you and I were talking off air, mm-hmm. not just the player, but the person as well, the personality. You'd love to see him at Rangers, but we need to know, uh, we need to know a kind of place in the football food chain, and this is right. the time to move him on. Definitely. It, do you know what I mean? It's money we simply can't knock back. If it's twenty anything over 20 million, we simply can't knock it back. Losing Bassey, we need a left-back and a right-back, sorry, a left-back and a centre-back to replace him. Do you know what I mean? Barisic, I don't know how many more. Do you know what I mean? He played last season, he couldn't really be reliable. Um, Bassi was brilliant at left back. He stepped in at centre back. He centre back most of the European run. Thought he was brilliant as well with the great six months. Do we keep him and he might lose his form? He might get an injury. Then we go off. We could have done with that money. Or as you said, move him on now. But he's just, he's a guy that I feel he's turned into a true ranger. Just the way he conducts himself. I know he had that carry on where um, him and Patterson had their COVID party, but he seems to have got his head down and he's a big character on the team now, you know what I mean? His um, he's game just improved something awful last year. It just went from strength to strength. And even in the cup final, his balls in the box were just brilliant as well. The one thing people were having a go saying it wasn't he's quite as good as Barisic. Then you've seen. When he was in Nigeria after the season started, they had a belter of an assist right on the boy's head. So it's a hard one, but and the money needs to be invested wisely. It does. Davey, for me, um, obviously I've got my, my Rangers uh, bias on, um, so take this with a pinch of salt, but I think the conversation has to start at £25 million. Um, This is a, a young, left-sided defender who can play two positions, he has potential in bags. He's not anywhere near his peak, and he's shown how he can he can develop week to week. Never mind throughout a season. Week to week, he can improve. I find with Brighton um, selling their centre half to Man City is looking very likely, and they're interested in Bassey as well. Where a couple of teams interested, or even if it was just Alex, I think Rangers have to start the conversation at twenty five million and none none less. Am I being a bit too optimistic? Or is that fair? I hope not. I think. I think. I mean, if you look uh, at the top leagues, that's the kind of money that the 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 players are going for. So why mm-hmm. why should we sell them any cheaper than anybody else? And Ajax have just got just paid twenty eight million, I believe, for a for a right winger. It was because we had the discussion in this. Uh, I hope they start the conversation at twenty five million, but. Personally, I hope it's not for Ajax. I hope it's another team. Ajax isn't my favourite team, but um, no, I think we, we, we do. I think you've got to. If they get an offer at twenty-five million, I'm afraid that I think the board will crumble and uh, he will be for the off. But it depends on himself. I mean, he's got a big decision to make himself. Obviously, I mean, some most teams you would think, uh, well, the Rangers is going to play in Europe. But with Ajax, you haven't got that argument because they're playing in the Champions League and they do well in the Champions League every year. So that's a big pull for them as well. So, I mean, I think probably technically for Bassi himself, it would be a great move to Ajax. I mean, 
yeah, that's that's for sure. And yeah, it, it depends where the Rangers are. Uh, but I'm I'm still not sure that Ajax are going to come out and pay that kind of money. I mean, I had made this discussion in the in the app this afternoon. Ajax are not famous for for paying big fees for for players. And whether whether I mean they've just just spent twenty and so another twenty five on top of that. Mm, I, I really find that very doubtful for Ajax, but you never know. Obviously, they're they're they're. I mean, just to win the Dutch league, that obviously they're not going to kind of put out that kind of money. So obviously, they're going for the Champions League final uh, to win it. Um, because as I say, they they won't they won't put out that kind of money just to win the Dutch league because they're probably going to win that anyway. So I, I think competing in the Champions League is something that's like. Realistic for them, um, and even in knockout stages, that's something they've done well the last few years. And the the pass you get for that is is bananas. It's mental. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually have always sort of done well in the Champions mm-hmm. League. Um, Dutch football really does quite well, although it went through did go through a pretty bad bad patch. But um, no, I, yeah, I, I think if it's that talking about twenty five million, then I think the Rangers board will crumble and it'll it'll be uh, goodbye. Uh, but as long as we start the conversation there, because our listener uh, rightly pointed out, I think that's what Celtic got for Kieran Tierney, and we all know his hips are made of poppadoms, so Calvin Bassey is a fucking shithouse. Um, so you're paying for a much sturdier horse there. Uh, that's, it. that's it as well. You've got you've got to look at, at what we've, we've paid for, what, what's been paid for other players. I mean... I like uh, what's uh, going uh, in the market. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's no reason we need to sell... I mean, he's still got two years in his contract left, I believe. So, I mean, there's no, we, we don't need to sell him. So, they've got to, if they want him, they've got to put the money on the table. It's as simple as that. If, uh, if, we, if but we kept him on for another year and he doesn't sign a new contract next summer, he's left with one year in his contract. So, I don't think we'd get as much money as we will now, bearing that he has a superstar season. Yeah, but can you keep, can you keep making. Can you keep going? The, uh, yeah, we've got to get his money up. I mean, it'll be, it'll, it'll be worth a lot of millions to us this season if we uh, do well in Europe and we uh, we win the league. We'll be in the Champions League next year. So, I mean, he's worth millions to us as well. It's not just the fact that, that he's, he's worth millions to other teams. He's worth millions to us as well. Absolutely. And even if he does run down a year of his contract, just to bring us all back down the earth, I mean, Chet Sharp has just put in the comments that um, the media could be putting two and two together and getting 22. So, again, we are going in a lot of speculation. We do need to just caveat that with. And one of the listeners, David, has just said that, you know, I, I think he's like me, a bit of an optimist, where Calvin Bass is very happy at Rangers and he's, he loves his football at the club and he loves the players he plays with. So, you never know. He might be here for, maybe here he left fifty six. But let's um, let's go back to the the players that have came in. So, uh, Chris, we'll come back to you, Tom Warren. So I've made an ask of myself in the group chat, as I often do, um, often do on these podcasts or in private, um, when everybody was arguing whether this is a decent signing or not. Um, I've chipped in with he'll be a good, he'll be a good option to have up front behind Morelos and Kovac. It wasn't until the next day in work somebody told me it wasn't a striker, so I'm coming out of this conversation. I don't know fuck all about him. Chris, tell me, what's your thoughts on Tom Lawrence? It's a good signing. Um, again, you watch, you watch his highlights and he looks brilliant, but 
we've seen that with Joey Garner as well. Guy, he's in it. He's capped by he's capped by Wales also, and he was a Derby's captain. Now I know Derby's not the team they were, but I think he'll be a good signing, and he likes to have a pop, you know. And that's something we missed, and we cried out for it when Gerrard. Nobody hits a shot for outside the box, and we rarely see it now. I know Winstrom's got a really good shot on him, but we don't see him that much in the game. So I think that this will be good for that point of view. Because you know what it's like? How many goals did we score the year we won the league when it was shots outside the box and it was a deflection in? Do you know what I mean? I like that about him. He's probably the one I'll probably be most excited about. Hi, um, Davy. Again, I I didn't know too much about him until he signed for Rangers. And looking at it, it's, it looks on paper a decent bit of business. Derby's captain last year. We've got him in a free. He's, he's an international player. He can play a couple of different positions where we do need a different option. So um, I, I don't think he's there to start on the right because we've got Matondo, but he can play left, right, or behind the striker. Um, something that we definitely lacked and. Well, maybe something that we used um, a rebel for last year, and it might be a replacement for that utility in midfield. Yeah, I think it is, and it it, it, it he does try and hit the ball from outside the box. Uh, as Chris said, that's a that's that's a big thing for me as well because, as Chris says, we've we've nobody that that's ever that does that. Well, a rebel done it a few times. The the, the bendy one in the top corner was absolutely brilliant. But and uh, yeah, Stevie Davis doesn't do it. Um, so we, we really need a player that, that can do that. Um, you know, the, as, as I say, I've only seen the YouTube uh, films as well. I haven't I, I haven't seen Derby playing football, but he seems to be well liked at Derby. Uh, as you say, he was captain, and on the YouTube films, he looks really great. He looks great uh, at passing the ball about as well and, and, and run, making runs forward as our field sort of a did. Uh, so that, that's, that's the way his game is and that's, that's exactly the kind of player we need. So somebody breaking from the midfield because that's the thing that's badly missing from our, from our game. Chris, um, the, <laughs> I'm not going to say downside just yet, but the interesting side potentially is um, he likes a he likes a bit of Barney. Um, I think uh, yeah. infamously he was swearing up to Tav a couple of years ago, but I think um, he, he likes to get the fire in his belly and he likes to take that into, into his game. There's actually, I don't know if he's listening to Heart and Hand, but um, Tess, uh, one of the reporters there, is a, a Derby fan as well, and he said yeah. he'll, he'll, either, he'll either score a hat-trick in his first game or get a sent off <laughs> or on Sunday. So, um, someday that we might fall in love with, but I don't know, mate, causes a lot of problems. Good. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? As long as it's under control. Um, you seen last season, Barisic getting about Celtic Park, people shouting in his face and all that. I mean, the last thing you want to see is our players getting bullied. You want somebody to get stuck in, and that's by all means what's what I've heard about when it gets stuck in. Now, you're not wanting somebody that's getting red-carded, but old Alfie. But you want that fire in the belly where he's up for it, where... He'll get about a wee bit as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did laugh when I heard that. I'd rather score a hat trick. I could send off your record. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But you're, you're right, there's been that. Well, I don't think um, we've been lacking it in the Rangers team the, too much the last couple of years. We have seen a marked change, especially if they, like you seen when Gerard, the team Gerard inherited, there wasn't that there wasn't that fire. But I think there is a lot more of that. But I don't think we can ever don't think we can ever complain about having too much again. If it's controlled, you're spot on. So you've got an Ian Ferguson type player. Well, nice. that shot and I played it totally got it and wouldn't when they back out for a line. Davy. Um, just before we come on to the last signing, Kovac, um, put you in the spot here. Um, our friend of the pod, Davy Pollock, 19 days to the Champions League qualifiers. Will the squad we need to qualify be in place? For what you've seen so far, um, with what we've added, I don't think we're there for um, the, the season ahead. I would like another one or two, but I'm, I'm comfortable going into the start of the league and the qualifiers. What's your thoughts? Well, it depends on, on, on the midfield. I, I really was a wee bit shocked when Davis got a new contract and Arfield got a new contract. And I've seen a lot of people saying that Celtic are paying millions to, to keep the same team. But although we are not paying millions, we're sort of a, uh, keeping the same players that, that didn't really win the league last year. So that, that really worries me because I think... They were pretty static last year. Davis missed a lot of the the games. Sometimes he is brilliant, but he's a, a, another year older. So it, it depends. I really think we need we need a, a really good ball player in midfield. I don't think Lundstrom's that man. I know I know everybody loves him, but I don't think he's a man to to run the whole midfield and and spray the ball about. So I, I think I think we need a more uh, intelligent thinking. Midfielder that that can that can run the game because I don't think Lundstrom or Davis can can really run the game, and that's where I think we need we really need to 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 get a new player. Arfield, yeah, he got a new contract, but yeah, for me that wasn't the right move. I mean, I understand we can't just keep adding players and adding players and adding players to every position, but hopefully. I really hope as, as the young boys come through. That's that's uh, the young McCann and Lowry. That that's that could make a big difference. So it depends. And what unfortunately Lowry wasn't uh, in the Sunderland game. I don't know why. I, I don't know whether he was injured or, or what. Why he wasn't there. But uh, no, I don't. I don't I, I'd like to see them coming through. Especially, the, I think the young boy McCann. I think he can run a game. I think uh, 
whether he's up to it yet or not, I don't know. But I think he certainly will in the future. He'll be the main man in the team. And I would really hope that he's 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 up to it this year already. I mean, why why not? Because when Beckham and and the red headed boy came through at Manchester United, nobody thought that they would they could do it, and they they were absolutely brilliant. Is that United. good that you forgot his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name. Paul yeah. Scholes. That's the one. That's the one. I mean, they just took over right away for and, and were absolutely brilliant. So. That's. I hope that's that's the way it happens here. That, that Lowry and uh, and McCann can come in and uh, and do the same. Same question to you, Chris. So it's a um, two pronged question. Do we have enough right now to see us through the Champions Champions League qualifiers and um, for the Champions League qualifiers or for the end of the transfer window? What you want to see brought in? Right now, I think we do. The all depends on who goes and who stays. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think now we do, especially to see the qualifiers. We're not far off the team that just got to the UEFA Cup final. But barring that, Aribo's the one that's left now. Now, but if Bassi goes, then straight away we need that replaced. But we've got enough in the team now to go through it. I know David said about Davis and Arfield as well, and I was a bit surprised to see both of them kept on, but. Arfield, I felt last season, added stuff from the bench. When he started, I didn't feel he was too clever, but like the, the Livingston game at Ibrox when he came on and scored the winner, then the Scottish Cup game when he came came off the bench and got his any extra time with Equaliser. I feel we play a part. Davis, I'm not sure really where he fits in. Is he more just for a kind of mentor for the younger players? I mean, I think for, for me, I think Davis is Arfield and the younger boys coming through. I think we've got the bulk of the squad without adding Dross. So if you look at what we've tried to add over the last few years, Diallo's no completely worked out. There might be a player there, but he's no worked out. Andy King, um, who's a <laughs> Shea Ojo, like these guys we brought in, they've not really done, I yeah. think, sorry, on you go. No, I don't make sense. No, I think, um, I think with Davis and Arfield tried and tested um, as a backup, I think that can only be a good thing. We know what we're getting as a backup. Um, don't get me wrong, I'll be... The expectation is that Davis and Arfield start playing 40 games a season this year, and that's what we're trying to... And that's how we're going to try and win the league. That's a different conversation, but as, as a squad fill, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Definitely. As you said, like, under Gerard, like. Gerard made some great signings, but he made some signings that never really had an impact. Like Jaria came, then he had it off. Do you know what I mean? Then Andy King, did Andy King played a cup game or something? That was it. Do you know what I mean? So oh, I don't, don't want to go down the route of signing players just for the sake of signing players. So I think if somebody's coming in now, we've got the squad players. It's to improve the first team. So speaking of, sorry, we got to come in there again, Chris. No, no. No, sorry. So, speaking of improving the first team then, Davey, um, this should be music to your ears. You're choking for a, a, a ball-playing centre mid, somebody who can take the game with a scruff of the neck. Being based in Germany, you should be buzzing about Malik Tillman. I've probably butchered that pronunciation as well, but it's been, again, I don't know how much of this is nonsense speculation or how, um, how close to potentially getting him we actually are but young boy for Bayern Munich he's already played a couple of times in um, the Champions League for Bayern Munich um, he's got a couple of USA caps 
feel what um, the reports are saying. Rangers are interested in taking them either in a season-long loan or maybe an 18-month loan. But there's teams in the Premiership interested as well. Bayern Munich do want to keep them long-term. Um, I, again, I, I know I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't want to bring in loan players for the sake of bulking up the squad. But if this is a loan with who's going to come in and be an automatic starter, come in and add something different to the midfield, then uh, it looks a good bit of business. Yeah, I've got mixed feelings in that. I, I, I haven't seen the boy playing, so I, I, I can't really judge on uh, on whether he's, he's brilliant or not. But I think Reina was was named as well that we were trying to get him in loan, the, the son of the, the ex-Rangers player. Um, but I think that was rubbish as well. I don't know. I, 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 about Tillman, I haven't heard anything uh, apart from what I've read on the on the Rangers websites. Um, I, I I don't know what happens. What happens to the boy McCann? If 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 you bring in a player like Tillman, then you're 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 putting it in front of him. And I think that the boy McCann has showed as well that he can play when he's in the Rangers first team. So I I don't know. Will will he, Tillman be that much better than than McCann is? Uh, obviously, playing with Bayern, you'd think so. But there's been a lot of draws come through at Bayern as well that they've, they've punted later on. Uh, so it's not just a guarantee, oh, he plays for Bayern, uh, he, he must be brilliant. Um, I mean, if you look at Chelsea, the amount of boys they, 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 they scoop up, and then uh, about 90% of them, probably five, 95% of them, are, are punted at the end of the, the journey. So I, I mean I don't know, but I, I don't know the player himself. But I, I really think I think we should be trying to promote our own youth instead of bringing in youth from other players. Obviously, if it's going to make that much difference, that you're you're going to come far in the Champions League and you're you're going to win the the, the, the SPL with a, a huge amount of points, it's worth bringing them in. But uh, I'm worried without knowing the player, I'm worried that we're putting another hurdle in front of our own youth. And what are our youth, your own youth going to think about it? Because they're going to say, oh, uh, but all of a sudden, um, I was in the frame to be in the first team. All of a sudden, they bring in somebody else from, from another team. And not even a, not even a well-known player, but a, a, a sort of a, a youth player himself. So it's not a really good message to send out to your own youth. Chris, David makes a good point there, but it's um, it's a hard spot, and it's um, well, you want me. Sorry, I'm nearly the other side. If somebody's good enough, somebody comes in to play a star first team, whether it's a loan or not, they come in. Do you know what I mean? If we can get him on a loan, there, you know, it's sustainable for the club, and he's going to come in and boost the first team and bring him in. Aye, and David Box just made a very good point in the comments. That, um, that's his own comment, I'm sure. Oh, what a laugh I'm having. Um, there's 30 million at stake in the Champions League qualification. If we come up short, we'll all be raging. Um, so, aye, you make a good point. If they're good enough to come in and improve the squad, then we'd be daft not to take them. Right now, as much as I might sound like a hypocrite, Chris, um, because I've said give give the youth a chance. I don't think Ch- Charlie McCann and Alex Lowry improve our first team to that level yet. Lowry, uh, Lowry, I'm happy to take the step up for Charlie McCann. I don't think he's ready yet. Um, I notice he's been getting called up for Northern Ireland, but he's not getting in their starting lineup at the moment. And 
we're not, not, not disrespecting Northern Ireland, you know what I mean? But it's, it's the fact he's not really getting the call up for them at the moment to get a start. I'm like, is he, is he, I don't know. I, I'm not going to write the boy off, but I just don't think, I wouldn't have faith in him coming in just yet. Liberty, absolutely. I would have him. If he's I not starting, he's thereabouts. No, I think you can tell Lowry's a step above McCann right now, but again, I don't think, I don't see us getting 40 games out of Alex Lowry this year. No, no, but I think Lowry can come in and he can play like Arfield last season, starting, stopping kind of thing. You'll know he's not going to start every week, but um, he's looked good when we've seen him. He's exciting, do you know what I mean? He's already scored for the first team in the league. He scored in the cup as well. So, wish we know he knows the back of the net. Definitely, and that's um, and what I really like. We've said it time, time again on this this podcast. He he goes onto the pitch and he just looks as if he thinks he belongs there. Which um, you know, it's call it cocky, call it what arrogant, whatever. You need that to you need that to. Uh, you need to believe in your own ability to like to thrive at Rangers or a club like the Rangers. That's it. You just need to find the, the kind of where to kind of cap it at because you don't want to start wanting to take all the throw-ins, all the corners, all the free kicks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's all ifs and buts at the moment. You, you you don't know. I mean, you you won't know whether McCann's good enough until you throw him into the deep end. That's, that's mm-hmm. uh, the unfortunate thing about it. I mean, you can get an idea bringing him on for, for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But until you really throw him in and let's, let's see what you can do, then uh, then you won't know. You, you I, won't ever know. And that's what I'm saying. It has to be a balance. RFC um, 56 in the comments just said, like, so does McCann go out and loan? Um, I, for me, I don't think he does. I think we need to... I think we need to keep them and bleed them in. I don't think every young player should just be going out and loan. I think we do need to try and bleed these guys in, get 12, 15 games. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be confident going the full season without adding more quality in the midfield. No, we definitely need a we definitely need somebody that can run the midfield. And as I say, I, Davis is 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 obviously past it now. He can he I mean what is it, 36, 37? So I mean, he can't keep that up. Run, run, all the all the miles that he needs to run. Um, and I don't, I don't see another one. Lundstrom for me isn't a, the the ball playing midfielder that we need. He's a good, good uh, sort of a defensive midfield. But we really need a Barry Ferguson type. Although it hurts me to say that, but we really need a player like Barry Ferguson. Uh, that, that, that takes a game but a scruff of the neck and uh, Paul Gascoigne another one could, could run the midfield um, that, that we, need, we need a player like that I don't, I don't think we'll get one as good as that at the moment with the, with the money that we've, we've got but we need a player that can do that certainly at, at SPL level and hopefully at European level as well I know it's I'm afraid it's no 1994 anymore, but we're not going to be getting the best as much as I wish it was. Um, the bring back the EBTs, but well, we bit half that man. Um, just thought about Barry Ferguson. It's a nice wee plug for um, the pod that came out last night and one coming out tomorrow. Um, the Gallon Field were represented at the Masters, and Craig was on talking about um, our Barry Ferguson having a wee argument with Kenny Miller. Nice to see they still got the bite in them, but um, shameless plug listeners. Um, 
go back and listen to uh, I got the rundown off of Craig last night and um, that's available everywhere. <laughs> tomorrow we'll um got another pod coming up on the Masters, um Chris Ball and the youngest debutant of the Gallup Jew, thirteen year old Zach, his son. <laughs> Jesus Christ, David. <laughs> old COVID Central air there. So moving on to the Moving on to the last point of tonight, uh, Chris, I'll come to you. The Sunderland game, this might be a very short point. <laughs> um, I actually missed it. By all accounts, I'll, um, I think it was a, I don't think I've missed too much. Probably the right decision to go out for a pint. What was your thoughts on it? Shambles. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Rangers TV and Premier Sports TV being down, then obviously the carry on with the floodlights as well. Short, it was short. I'm not going to get too worried about it. I think Sunderland are a wee bit further ahead the pre-season than we were, and that could tell. Um, do you know what I mean? And what I see now, I didn't really look into it. Kent never really get going, and no, no, I'm not singling him out. Do you know what I mean? But Wright looked lively, like the liveliest, and the Katic thing that David talked about earlier. Katic made a really good interception. I thought, oh, here we go. But then on the ball, he was distribution with the ball was quite poor. The game cuts off, then as soon as the game turns on, Sunderland score. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The thing, the worrying thing about that was obviously McLaughlin came out to get the ball, then it resulted in the goal. And last season, all we done was moan about how McGregor never comes to get out the ball. Then we've got a keeper that comes out, then we lose a goal to it. But I don't think it's anything to worry about too much, just now anyway. But ugh, it was just, the game never really got going, then it got stopped. <laughs> David, it's so hard to um, it's so hard to look forward to friendlies, isn't it? Because you're starved of, you're starved of the Rangers and then it comes back. But you try and tell yourself, no what, this is just this is just exercise for the guys to get up to speed. But then we're all guilty of it, we get too high to low, um I'm especially when I seen like one nothing down to Sunderland, Jesus Christ. But at the same time last year, I had his winning the Champions League, the World Cup, the Super Bowl, because we beat Real Madrid. Um, but at the end of the day, this is our first day back at work after the summer holidays. Yeah, that's it. But, I mean, Real Madrid. I don't. I don't even think they. I think there was a first game last year. Uh, they they trained. They trained for a few days or something like that. So I mean, you can't. You can't judge in that. Can't judge in this. I. Some. They were saying that um, Sunderland had already had two or three games under the belt. So. Rangers, this was Rangers, but we played Partick Thistle and uh, a bounce game, and this was a second game. So, well, second half game. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, this, I, I just think the Sunderland playing two def- uh, in defensive midfielders sort of a cut, they cut us down in the midfield. We were playing the, the, the usual. Uh, four men at the back, and then one at, at Lundstrom, I think, and then Davis, uh, Arfield, and yeah, they did. They were chasing shadows, really. They were, they were just weren't getting near the ball. And I mean, we can we can talk about Cattage being rubbish on the ball, but you don't know what was in front of him to give the ball to. That's the thing. If if there's nothing, if there's nobody showing up for the ball, then. Yeah, there's 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 no way Cattage can get rid of it. The only way you can go is to decide, and he done that. But I thought his his interceptions were absolutely brilliant. I, I thought his defensive defensive work was absolutely brilliant, and that that's that's where obviously we'll see in the future 
or we might not, but Gio will see in the future whether whether he is as good in a ball or, or to to please him, or whether he'll uh, fall by the wayside. As uh, yeah, he certainly wasn't that brilliant in the ball when he was at Rangers at first, when he was in the first team. But I don't think he was as bad as people make out. And he made sometimes he made some brilliant runs in the midfield. But yeah, that's a, for me. He's a, I, I really like him, and I had him as man of the match, as I said in the in the app. But that you was more- is how I feel about Hollander. And you, you're not going to hear what Andy <laughs> says about him. You just got to defend him blindly. And I admire that kind of loyalty in a fan, David. Well, normally, normally I would have come back with you, but Cadiz is no injured all the time. But we don't know that <laughs> he's just come back from a serious injury. So, but um, no, nah, I mean defensively, I don't think there's anybody near as good as him in, in the Rangers team at the moment. But uh, in, in modern football, the old defensive centre half where he's just there, he head the ball away and punt the ball up the park. Unfortunately, that's not there anymore. So you really are. in the nineties. You want us to stay in Gaza. You want two big centre halves. I bet you want a big guy and a wee guy up front as well. Um, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, we McCoy's would quite do me quite good. I would never bother me big, big Hately. <laughs> so but, yeah, you Speaking of strikers, um, it's probably the last point of the night because quite a few comments have came in about it. Um, the number nine situation. So there's been a few people asking about Ruth and um, Sakala. Are they up to it? Obviously, Sakala with consistency, Ruth with, with injury. It's, it's probably too early to say with Kolach, but with Morelos and Kolach, probably be your two main strikers. And Ruth and Sakala being the backups, do we have enough going in the next season, do you think? Um. It's a hard one. Ruth, again, I feel like I'm saying this about all our players, can we rely on him? Do you know what I mean? He's been injured quite a fair bit throughout his career, never mind just at Rangers. Ruth stays fit. I mean, Ruth is very reliable, but without that, Sakala still not decided yet. I think if Alfie comes back and Alfie's he's no, he can pick it up very quickly, then I think we'll be all right, but it just all depends where Ruth's at. I think obviously he's out now. It depends how long he's out for, if you get me. Aye. David, what's your thoughts on the same? What's, for me, I, Morelos, um, we'll touch wood, I don't jinx him again, but he, he was very rarely injured and it was just that injury was a bad one. Um, for me, if you had gone in with Morelos and uh, Kulach, sorry, I'm butchering his name, is your is your two strikers and on paper that we're going to have a good run at it. Ruth on these days a terrific striker, but can can Ruth and Sakala even be relied on even as a as a third striker? Um. Yeah. Well, he's he's proved it that up to now that he's not really. He's he's more injured than he's uh, than he's played. Uh, obviously, started off really good. I mean, I, th- I think Ruth's probably the best striker we've got. If, if he's fit, but unfortunately he's not fit often enough. Um, and I, my main worry, I mean, David Paul, David Paul was asking about the Champions League. Well, I think we'll be starting the Champions League without Morelos because if I've seen the way he looked at training, then he looks as if he's carrying a few pounds too much. And uh, I think he could actually come <laughs> contest with me at the moment. But um, 
No, I, I, don't, I don't think Morelos is near, near fit yet, so I, I think we'll be starting the season without Morelos, uh, or uh, certainly uh, not up to speed Morelos. So I think we'll be we'll be definitely uh, depending depending on the the, the new the new striker. Have I even you you butchered his name? I've forgotten it. <laughs> Aye, so Dale's just getting me into trouble there. Apologies, I'm prob- I'll try and get to right, but at least before the season starts. Cholak. Cholak. Aye. I think we'll be starting with we'll be starting the season with him. So and whether Sakawa is trusted up front as well. Uh I think Sakala will be probably in a big part because I definitely don't see don't see Morelos being right in at the start of the season. I hope so. I hope he is, but I think I'm wrong. I know. And um, Duncan Fitton just actually made a, a point about the medical team. Um, he was making the comparison to Andy, uh, Andy Webster back in the day, but Chris, I don't know if you've seen, there's been quite a few of the backroom staff going throughout the summer and a couple of the doctors have. Um, so I don't know if I uh, if this is just geo brain someday in, or if it's just a coincidence, I'm no I'm not too sure. I'd imagine Geo would want his own staff. Seems like the man that just wants his own team kitted up. Aye. Well I think um sorry Chris, we wanna come in there. <laughs> no, no, sorry. No. Um I think that's the goodest time to wrap it up as any boys. Um before we go. I'm going to leave with the, probably the line of the night. Boy Thunder, Roof's having an affair with the fitness table because he's never off it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, thanks very much for joining us, lads. Chris, thanks for having me. Two weeks in a row, mate. It's been brilliant. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Happy day. Hopefully next time um, you've not put everybody off and <laughs> we, get, we get a few more podders in next week. Nah, it's been great. Thanks very much, mate. And Davy, even though you're ten minutes late, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, I know it's great. It's great to be on. Yeah, I was I was out doing gardening till <laughs> five minutes before the pod. I thought I'll come in and listen to it, but yeah, all of a sudden I got your telephone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I enjoyed being on. I would have loved it. I, 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 the only reason I never came on this afternoon was be, was because I thought there was four 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 lads doing it, and I thought, well, don't need me. So that's it. I know, speaking of injuries, we've had a couple of ankle problems for the podders, but we'll leave that for next week um, to fill you in on that. But all that's left to do is thanks, everybody, for listening. I know there's folk listening from um, all across the UK. Some days even listening from LA. Really appreciate all your comments. Um, we'll be back with, um, over the next few days with different pods coming out and back live next week. Um, as always, I'll put the link in for if you want to buy us a coffee, support the pod. If not, just give us a wee like wherever you're watching. And, enjoy, and enjoy your your weekend in Blackpool. Yes, and we should be hopefully covering from Blackpool injury injury pending. If Craig <laughs> if gets off the, the injury table, we'll be covering from a Blackpool, but have a good weekend, boys. Uh, everybody going down to Blackpool while watching from afar. And just remember, we are the people.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.